Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Steve, Dave, and occasionally a special guest here to talk about the club that we love, Tottenham Hotspur. Come on, you Spurs. Let's go. All right, we are live. This is Wicked Spursy. I am Dave, joined by my compadre, Steve and Mike. Steve, how you doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. All things considered. Mike, how about you? Uh, pretty damn good, man. Uh, getting some... Uh some spring well late spring soccer in uh, on the on the old tv i think uh the euros are starting off a uh, little crazy little crazy i think things will settle in and uh we'll see uh we'll see where this goes over the next month very good we are um we recorded last a couple weeks ago and we had our our new friend wendy on and that was a fantastic experience and a great conversation i was i was pleased to take part in that as i know you guys were and then we've been kind of waiting to see all right, when are we going to record again? And we, we've been waiting for a manager announcement and trying to figure out how to handle that. But there's stuff to talk about. Um, obviously, Spurs and management and all that piece, but maybe even more importantly, uh, you know, with the Euro starting yesterday and the Ericsson situation, should probably start out by spending some time just, just talking about that. I, I know that you guys were watching that match, or at least one of you was watching that match as it went down. Um, anybody want to just kind of talk us through what uh, what that – looked and felt like as you as you watched that match play out you know it's crazy to think about that isn't even the first time i've witnessed something like that happen um you know spurs fans i'm sure for any of you who have been following along for a while the uh fabrice mwamba incident in the bolton uh cup game but god what was that like 2012 ish thereabout it was another similar sort of thing. Like everything was just fine. And then all of a sudden a player just drops down and, you know, the only difference is I don't remember, you know, the broadcast really spending a lot of time on it. Um, you know, I, I feel like they cut off um, relatively fast, but like, man, the, the Erickson incident yesterday was just so surreal. Like there was a while where, you know, I just kind of felt sick. Like I was clammy and just, you know, it didn't really, it hit me until, you know, after I had stepped away for a while that, you know, they spent a lot of time focusing on the trauma, um, the broadcasters, that is. And, you know, it, it just got me so angry. Like, I, I didn't need to see the, the medical staff doing what they were doing. You know, I didn't need to see Erickson's wife, you know, crying and being consoled. Um, you know, it, it just seemed to me like it, it should have been a private time. Like, we all knew that something serious had happened. You know, that was clear. We really didn't need much more than that. And, you know, I got to give props, um, you know, uh, first to the medical staff for, for everything that they've done. Um, you know, it's always a scary incident, but just like Mwamba, it looks like the doctors uh, there took care of things and, and uh, you know, essentially saved the day. But also to, you know, uh, to Finland, the, the fans in particular, um, I, I was reading that it looked like, I don't know if it was the fans or, or um, you know, the Finnish, Finnish Federation who essentially gave them um, flags to use as, as curtains. Um, you know, the, the players from Denmark were all standing around trying to shield, you know, the media and shield the, the fans in the stadium. But uh, no, it was, it was a good coming together on both sides. Everybody was just, you know, suddenly the euros didn't matter anymore. You know, there was something bigger than everything, but uh, man, I was just, I felt so angry, um, you know, at, at the media for just leaving it on that long. It was just, it was despicable. I don't think any of us needed to see that. Mike, I'm curious about your perspective. You work in the medical profession, right? So this is the, this is the painful intersection of two things that you love uh, the work you do and, and uh, a sport and a pastime that you watch. What, what did that all look and feel like for you? Um, j just to start, uh, I was, I was with my family. We were, uh, we were having a, a nice day in Stowe yesterday after Lucas's soccer game. And, um, so I was just kind of casually, you know, when I had a second, uh, popping in and, and watching some of the games, you know, just on my phone and we had stopped at, uh, we had stopped at this little, um, it's kind of like a little tavern we just to stop and have a drink and uh take in the the town it was really nice really nice day but um the second i popped it on is the moment that that erickson went down 
um, it was, it was, you know, and I, I didn't really notice it at first until there he is on the ground. I didn't actually see him go down. He was just on the ground. And I was like, what is, what's going on over there? And I, I didn't know who it was because I didn't have the sound on. And then, you know, only then did I notice it was Erickson. Um, I, I think that the fact that the medical staff jumped, jumped in, the referee jumped in and stopped the match. And the fact that the medical staff got there as quickly as they did is probably the reason that his life was saved. Um, I know that this morning it was confirmed he did have a heart attack. Yeah, he did. Um, but they didn't say whether they knew if he had any underlying conditions or any. Um, prob there was probably some undiagnosed stuff going on. But, you know, I working working in the medical field, um, it's always amazing to see the the work that that people do um, to save a life. Um, it, this this situation. You know, I, I, like Steve said, you know, I was, I was sick to my stomach watching this whole thing go. And, and I, I ended up having to stay, stay behind my, my kids and my wife went, went walking along this path that goes along the river um, in Stowe there. But um, I ended up staying behind and watching some of the coverage of this because I was just so sick. And I, it, I, it reminded me of uh, um, when I was a kid, um, I can't remember what the, what the year was. I, I want to say it was ninety. I know what you're going to say. Here, for the Reggie yeah. Lewis situation. Reggie Lewis, yep. Um, uh, there was a playoff game against the Hornets, and he collapsed on the field right around the three-point line or on the on the court. And um, watching my dad, like I was a, a pro, I think it was probably sophomore in high school, watching my dad have that same kind of reaction that I felt. It kind of it kind of made me remember that that whole situation, and. Um, he wasn't able to be saved obviously, but, and he ended up, he had an undiagnosed medical uh, um, heart problem. So, you know, when you have these elite athletes that are, that are trained um, and that they play hard, they train hard and that's their entire lives. It is sometimes it doesn't matter if you have some sort of undiagnosed condition, it, it, it doesn't matter how good a shape you're in. And, um, and I think we all know that Christian Erickson, you know, takes his job very seriously, takes, takes the game mostly pretty seriously, except for, you know, some of the stuff that we had toward the end of Spurs, his Spurs tenure. Um, but you know, that was some personal stuff going on. I, I, I think that Christian Erickson is, uh, and always has been a class act. Um, and he, you know, any player out there that, that ha has something like that happen to them deserves to be given the privacy um, of, of medical attention. And, and what Sky Sports did was disgusting. Just completely that, disgusting. I think that's so, pretty well put, Mike. You, uh, you mentioned. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Real quick. You know, we're always calling out, you know, English when we use some of those phrases. Class act is 100% American. Like that's, you know, it's like, <laughs> am I watching baseball or, or, or football or something? <laughs> um, but the second class thing, act. Like, yeah, just real quick. You know, it. we talked a lot about the medical staff, but the players, too, they acted fast, you know, like they got him on his side. You know, at first I thought he was just having a seizure or something, but, you know, you got to think like these are players, they're soccer players, they're not medical professionals, but here are, are a couple of guys who recognize the danger of the situation and they knew what they needed to do. You know, they got him into a stable position. They were, you know, taking care of him. They were waving the medical staff on, um, you know, you got to give like the huge shout out to, to the players too, you know, they, it's not their job, but, but, you know, they take care of one another regardless of whether it's, you know, Finland or, or Denmark or, you know, whoever's playing at the moment, you know, the rivalries kind of stop there, right? Everybody just stops. You, you see it a, a lot. You know, I remember, um, you know, uh, uh, they, there are a couple instances of this happening, you know, Raul Jimenez, when he had that head injury um, and, and, you know, Chelsea and Wolves both stopped and they were waving players, uh, you know, the medical staff on, um, you know, uh, uh, Ryan Mason with his head injury, again wamba like everybody it, it you know it doesn't it's not a soccer rivalry anymore everything just stops the players know i need to 
you know, do something right now to make sure that this doesn't get any more dangerous than it is. And then step back, let the medical staff, you know, work. It's, it's one of those things, you know, I hope to never be in that situation, but just the instinct that they have to go and take care of the person that's clearly in danger next to them, you know, that's, that's admirable. No question, Steve, no question. And, you know, as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I didn't, I didn't see, I wasn't watching, but I was on a WhatsApp with you guys and checking Twitter just to see what was playing out. And, you know, it, it's interesting that I had several thoughts go through my, my, my head. One is it doesn't matter if Christian Erickson plays football again, right? Like that, that's actually irrelevant. You know, the, the fact that he had a cardiac event, the fact that what I read the doctor this morning said he was gone. Um, they were lucky to get him back as quickly as they did, but like, forget sport, you know, like that's, that's all, that's all irrelevant in the, in the scheme of things. The second thing, it was interesting. Um, Cause I was following that. I, I tried to explain to my wife what I was, was following and, and, you know, she's in the medical profession like you, Mike. And, and her first question was, well, I wonder if he had COVID at all. And, you know, the, the, that whole question of like the, the still yet unknown cardiac impacts of COVID, especially in like younger athletes. And, you know, I, in our world, Erickson is a young athlete. Um, I the thought question about that too, that, David. I thought about that this morning. Yeah. Uh, with the, you know, um, with the Eduardo Rodriguez situation, you know, uh, uh, he missed an entire season and he's still not back to 100% health. So you're right. Yeah, your wife is spot on there, dead on. You know, it, it is crazy to me that, you know, the, the, I think it was the CEO of Inter had to come out on Twitter and basically say, you know, this isn't a side effect of the vaccine. Like you people are sick, uh, you know, because- right. That's, you know, the one thing about tragedy, it, it brings a lot of us together, but it also kind of identifies some of the real assholes in the world who yeah. want to look for any reason to, you know, uh, to further their own agenda or pass blame or, you know, just, just be assholes, essentially. And, you know, this isn't, to me, this isn't one of those times where you come out and start pointing fingers and saying, you see, it was a government conspiracy the whole time. Like, just shut up. Give the guy some space. Like, th this isn't about you. Yeah, no question. And the other, the other thing that came to my mind is, you know, I, I guess it gets back to my first point, whereas football doesn't matter. You know, Erickson is, he's somebody's dad. He's somebody's son. He's somebody's partner like that. That's what matters in the in the whole scheme of exactly. So the good everything that we've said, the the amazing response by his teammates and the medical professionals, the 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 cool response by the fans to to help out as they were trying to give some privacy, even when the media wouldn't afford it to them. Um, I'm sure you saw that video of the the fans in the stands afterward, you know, chanting his name back and forth. Like that gave me the chills just to just to watch that video. I watched that over and over and over again. But all in all, it sounds like things turned out you know, for the good, but man, that could have been really, really bad, really, really quickly. And Mike, just to connect to your comment, um, it also made me think of Hank Gathers. Remember Loyola Marymount, oh, yeah. mid nineties, you know, yep. again, uh, athlete in his prime, just, just dropped dead on the court. And uh, yep. unfortunately that stuff happens, right? Like it happens to human beings. It happens to people who are engaged in activities, but um, it's shocking when it happens to people who are professional athletes and you think they're invincible, but it also is a little bit of a wake up call for us all. So any, uh, any final thoughts on that, guys? Anything else to share? I just really want to say that, like, those medical professionals that were out there, there are only, there are only a couple of them out there. And, and I got to say that, 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 that having only had to do it a couple of times in my life, 10 minutes of chest compressions is no, is, is no joke. It is no joke at all. Um, it's, it's a lot of hard work and, 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 and I know that they're trained for it, but sometimes if you don't put that training into use, you feel like you've almost lost it. But the second that the situation happens, it snaps right back to you. And, and even doing three minutes of chest compressions is incredibly tough. And, and I just, I, you really got to give it to those, those, uh, those, the medical staff that was there. I really think it was great. The fans are great. Um, especially with language barrier. I know everybody, everybody knows English type of a thing, but, um, and everybody can shout a name, but like two fan bases with, with different, uh, with different languages, just it, amazing. Amazing. And, and you're right. It did give you chills. Absolutely. Hey, let's move on to euros as we're recording, uh, England, 
is probably wrapping up and has been rolling. What are, what are your thoughts on Euros so far, Mike? You talked about a quirky and interesting start yesterday. Why don't you get started first, Mike? What do you think on on the tournament? Well, you know, um, obviously you have, you have the the Danish situation. Uh, you know, they had something like twenty five shots on goal to one, <laughs> and ended up losing. Um, I don't know how that happens, but uh, obviously with the gravity of the situation, that's probably that's probably how it happened. I mean, uh, the Finns dominated, you know, all over the, all over, or were dominated all over the field, uh, the entire game. Um, so, I mean, we didn't have a lot of like big time key games to start the, to start the tournament. Um, you know, we're going to get a France and a Germany, a France versus Germany. Um, you have, you have that, that, the pool of death, they call it. Um, I, I, I really, I, I'm looking at England. I, I, I see the team that they're putting out there and I'm saying no matter what combination of players that they get, that they throw out there, that team should be dominating every team in the world. But then you look at Belgium and the way that they played yesterday, even without KDB out there, ooh, there's a reason that they're the number one ranked team in the world. So then you'd like Roberto Martinez to coach Spurs? God, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I was actually, I don't know. Did I, did I actually text it yesterday? I, I thought I was going to text it and be like, I, I, I was watching him on the sidelines going, man, this guy is an asshole. <laughs> and if he really knew how to use these players tactically that he had on this team, they'd be beating every single team five to nothing every single game. I mean, it wouldn't even be close. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't like Roberto Martinez and there's something about him that I just can't stand. And I just like looking at him. It drives me crazy. Um, I don't think you're alone with that, Mike. I think that's a common, <laughs> commonly held sentiment. Steve, what, what's your take on early uh, phases of the Euros? You know, you, you, you got to get the feeling almost that it's, it's cursed to a certain degree. Like a lot of um, the spotlight was rightfully given on the Ericsson, you know, horrific events, but talking about Belgium, you know, Castagni, he sucked a double eye socket fracture. You know, he's out for the tournament now. He's got to get surgery on his, on his eye, essentially. Like what the hell is going on here? There was a, there was a a few moments in the uh, England game that just ended where, you know, I almost thought that that Kane might've fractured a rib or something. He collided with the post. Um, You know, it just, it, I hope things kind of settle down, but it almost has this, this feeling like, you know, nobody's safe. Like anytime somebody steps on the field, there's an injury waiting to happen. And, you know, that's just sports in general. Right. But like, for some reason, this just feels like extra dangerous for whatever reason. Um, but at the same time, it is nice, uh, you know, to see some of the Spurs players back out there and, and giving it their all and, and, um, you know, it, the summers do feel a little longer when, when I can't get my Spurs fix. You know, there's there's only so long I can go without feeling that. Um, what do you call it when you've got that sort of existential dread that everything wrong is going to happen at once? Um, you know that this Spurs feeling, uh, <laughs> feeling Spursy basically, wicked wicked Spursy, Steve. Exactly. Um, so at least I've got that coming. Um, you know, Belgium, yeah, I, I agree. They've got a stat team, but they're led by Roberto Martinez. I don't think they're going to win the thing. I'm honestly shocked they're ranked as high as they are in the world because um, I just don't think Martinez is a great coach. Like, France, I think, has them beat. Um, tactically, you know, you could argue whether or not they've got um, a comparative players. England could be in the same conversation, except they're coached by Southgate, who I also think is an idiot. Uh, and you know they I just don't understand it like this is one of those things it's a competition where you've got world-class players being coached by absolute morons um, and that's I think what lends some of these um, you know underdogs to to have a shot right like uh, yeah here's the thing Steve is that is that like this is the type of year where a team like an, an, uh, an older team, an aging team like a Spain that, that dominated years ago or, uh, or a Portugal that are just kind of hanging out and they've always kind of been hanging out can, can come up and nip you in the bud, especially when you have that, 
that pool with Germany and France, you know, in it as well. Um, I, I like, I like that Swiss team, man, boy, they, they, they looked, they looked pretty nice. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I, I feel the same exact way. Like some of these big name teams, I don't know if they're going to make it out of it. You know, I, I, I like, uh, I, I, I liked Italy, man. Oh, they're so, they're so mechanical. It's insane. They're like a machine. And, and without a lot of giant big names on that team. Um, but I, I don't know. I think, I think England is a team to be. How about this for commentary? I know that Steve shares this with me. So um, my family, we got, we got rid of cable about 10 years ago. Uh, and, and don't regret that move at all. I, and when a commercial comes on nowadays, I just get angry because I'm, I'm no longer accustomed to commercials. But, you know, you probably can make a strong case that I'd be better off paying for cable because, you know, between my Peacock package, my MLB TV package, the ESPN Plus package, which is what I'm going to speak to, you know, all these different things I pay for to watch the sports I want to see. Yeah. Steve, I'm going to let you talk about it. Uh, paint the picture for people who haven't seen it, what the ESPN Plus multi-view option for the Euros look like. You know, I didn't even realize it was multi-view, honestly. You know, I, I, I had ESPN Plus, you know, just for the odd cup game that, you know, Spurs would play in or, you know, some of the uh, U.S. and men's and women's games that are occasionally on there. And, you know, for those of you who might be, you know, across the pond, as they say, um, and, and don't quite understand just how irritating um, some of the American sports networks can be, you know, this is, this is a station that would put on like youth softball playoffs over, you know, a, a, a Euro match or, or something like that, you know? And so, for a while, it's like, you know, you see there, oh, you know, you can watch this on ESPN Plus, you can watch Euros on ESPN Plus, and it's like, great, I'm going to get my $6 worth. And then you turn it on, and it's like the absolute poster child for you get what you pay for, right? Yeah, it's a $6 a month package, but then you get to watch three tiny screens, two of which are just focused on the opposition managers, right? And then the last option, the one that the game's actually played on, is an aerial view, a vertical aerial view of the game where you can't tell what's going on. You can't even tell which player is which player. Like there's there's no clue. You don't know where the ball is. You don't, it, It's like you're watching ants, you know? Like if you're out in your backyard and just start staring at the ants on the ground crawling around, like that's what it looked like to me. I I gotta tell you, like five minutes into that game, I, I turned it off and I canceled ESPN Plus. It was just embarrassing that they would even consider putting that up. It's like, oh, you you got to go to the network to watch the actual game. And, you know, the odd thing is, and, and Dave, I think you touched on it, if they had offered a package that just let me buy the Euros, like just let me watch it, I would have paid for it gladly. But instead, I canceled my subscription and I found out that, um, what is it, Unimos, I think, they've got a new streaming service that goes out and you can watch on there for free you know it's like a promotional thing it's like great i'd rather watch the thing in spanish than have to deal with espn at this point <laughs> and you know the more the more i think about just the state of of streaming in general when it comes to sports you know I, I'm, I'm thinking soccer specific because that's usually what i watch um you know back when nbc first got the streaming rights to the premier league you could buy you know there what it was like nbc gold or something like that and you NBC could sports gold yep every single game you could stream every single game and now it's at the point where oh if you want to watch you know premier league on nbc you have to have access to you know nbc sports nbc the cable channel peacock, peacock. it's like just put it all in one spot like i'll pay you for it i've done it before but if i have to pay three different services to catch you know just one essentially channels worth of content it's bullshit like it's just exploitive and that to me is like it's classic america right like let's just see how much money you could squeeze out of the consumer who desperately wants to watch their team i honestly i wish that we could get to the point where um you know the teams themselves had their own streaming rights and so i could pay to watch just all the Spurs games 
You know, I would rather give my money directly. Like, let me line Joe Lewis's pockets some more. You know, I'll, I'll pay whatever the price. You know, you want me to give you a hundred pounds? I'll give you a hundred pounds. Just let me watch every single Spurs game streamed online for the season. That would be the dream. It's never going to happen because, you know, you're going to have a lot of conflict between, well, Spurs are playing, yeah, but, you know, so is Leicester and they've got their own thing. But, uh, you know, one of the things I did appreciate, maybe it was two ish years ago, um, Bleacher Report Live, you could pay like pay per view for their cup games. And I loved that. Like, you know, I didn't have to pay for a package, I didn't have to pay for a, a recurring subscription. I could just pay the three bucks to watch the game. I would love that. Um, you know, it probably ends up costing me more, but I'm not, you know, committed to paying anybody for a lengthy period of time. I don't have to pay for the shit I don't want to watch. I can just watch the games. I would gladly pay a little more just to watch every single Spurs game than to have to deal with like that multi-view crap that ESPN Plus is peddling. Steve, no, I'm, I'm telling you right now that if, if you're paying for the ESPN Plus, you have to watch the Johnsonville uh, World Cup of Cornhole. I mean, it is <laughs> riveting, riveting sports. But honestly, I will- like, I, 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 they, they tried to pull this. So it's, it's ESPN thinking that they know what the fans want. That's what that is. It's CBS doing the same thing, you know. Um, but, it, you know, when they bought Bleacher Report. So the, the, the thing is, is that they tried this, ESPN tried this garbage when, with the, uh, the NCAA uh, bowl games, you know, the college football bowl games. And people hated it then. People were complaining about it. And then they were like, okay, we're going to give you three different options. So where you can go and watch, you you know, coverage of just your team, coverage of just the other team or the, the live TV coverage. And that sucked too. You can, you couldn't bounce. It it wasn't, it wasn't easy to bounce back and forth. It wasn't, there wasn't an option to go picture in picture. So yeah, what it is, is ESPN and these, these American channels, trying to think that they know what's best for the American viewer and the American viewer time after time has said, fuck you. This is not the, what I want. Show me the goddamn game. And then they bring in these, these terrible, terrible, terrible analysts and stuff. I mean, (laughs) this uh, right now, this post game show is awful. It's just terrible. And it's an Americanized view of, of, what ESPN thinks that people want to see, you know, and, and I, and I think the, the American soccer, the American soccer uh, fan doesn't want to see what they, they see out of the NFL. They don't want to see the three guys sitting there bantering back and forth. You know, you don't, they don't want to see Terry Bradshaw and, and Howie Long, you know, sitting there bantering back and forth about nonsense, you know, as much fun as it can be on CBS watching watching all those guys laugh and have a good time i'd rather hear some tactical analysis you know you know i i, I want to make this um comment but i don't know enough about this service um to know if it's if it's similar enough um, um you guys probably know way more about it than me nfl red zone um is that that's a thing right nfl has their own sort of watch every game package don't they they do it's separate red zone separate from that uh, um so that's a sunday M- mlb has mlb oh, tv sunday network so you, yeah sunday ticket baseball you can pay for like every game or you can pay for a specific team so the stuff you've been talking about steve um other american sports do have an option like that but that intersection yeah, but they're owned overseas. by like you know, it's the franchise. It's it's MLB who's got the rights to it, right? It's not exactly. ESPN or CBS or whatever it is. I do uh, want to say this, Steve, as the person who started this conversation complaining about the, the multi-view. I, I can't give ESPN Plus props, but here's what I am going to say. It's random, man. Like, I, I find some random things. I occasionally feel like I get my $6 per month worth, you know. <laughs> so when you get that FA Cup game, that's helpful, right? The... I, I always have these weird options for like 
um, lower level division one college basketball and football. You can always find some sort of game. Uh, if you want to watch an Australian um, A-League game, you know, their, their full slate is on there. I have been learning the rules of rugby by watching rugby on uh, on ESPN+. Plus. I'm looking right now to see what they're broadcasting at the moment. If in 45 minutes I could watch Kazakhstan versus Jordan in basketball if I was interested in that. So, you know, ESPN+, Plus does give me options but they're just that's not because you're fucking worldly dave yeah right <laughs> I'm, I'm a global dave that's that's me exactly um but you can get some mls games on there you can get some uh championship and and league one games on there so you know it's not all bad but that multi-view garbage waste of money that that alone wasn't was worth to watch a game like that like seriously i just you know i i don't know that i've ever in my entire life watching any sport ever have ever met a fan who said, you know what would really be cool view of the game itself. But I also want to see what both managers are doing at the same time. Nobody says that nobody gives a shit about that. There are guys who play FIFA like that. (laughs) That blows my mind too. (laughs) I don't understand how anybody does that. Hey, so speaking of managers, great segue, Steve. Let's talk about our favorite football club and uh, the state of the club right now. So at the moment... Do we have one? (laughs) Oh, we have a club. Um, Yeah, I don't know if it has a state to it. But so no manager announcement yet. We got a director of football or whatever the official title is announcement that came out yesterday. Mike, let's start with you. What's what's your assessment on the the current state of the club? Um. So, so here's the deal. Like we sit here and we, we bitch and complain and whine and I'm really leaning into the swears today. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) But we, we sit here and and whine and complain about no manager being hired yet, the, the length of time. And, and I think, I think a lot of that is kind of perpetuated by, by the, the media the constant media barrage that we get saying hey this is happening hey this isn't happening here's why this is happening here's why this isn't happening and you know it's it's just a constant barrage of media but a media that is not actually well informed they're just like like you have said dave in the past like they just keep spoon feeding you all the same information over and over again and you're kind of at the point where we're like now i'm at the point where i'm frustrated because i'm like yeah we fucking know right. you know right. stop stop trying to get clicks just by having a, a a cool headline and then you don't even have a story behind it there's like three paragraphs of stuff that we already know so i don't think any of these guys actually really know what's what's going on behind the scenes there you know it may not be that big of a mess but who knows you know we have our team i'm going to support the manager no matter who they hire even if it is roberto martinez and we're going to call him martinez it's not martinez martinez yeah yeah i'm so tired of that i really am and uh, i heard it on another somebody on another podcast that said that and i was like yeah, you know what? I'm tired of hearing that too. I've been thinking about that. It happens in baseball too with Perez. The guy's wow. name is Perez. <laughs> you know, so um, it, it it doesn't, at this point, it doesn't matter to me who we hire. Just make sure that you know what you're getting when you hire that, that manager. So um that being said, it looks like Fonseca's the guy, right? Um, at this point. Well, allegedly, we only know that because that's what the media has been telling and, us that, yeah, that Fabio yeah, wants, right? right? So, yeah, who knows? It could, you know, it could end up like Wednesday. They're like, yeah, Pochettino's the manager. Like, I mean, Mike, I read something this morning. It's like Fonseca wants to bring these three guys from Roma with him. Fonseca doesn't have the freaking job yet. Like who's, who's putting that information out that says what three guys he wants to bring. And, and when you try to dig into the sources, guess what? It, there, there that's not none. actually written anywhere. You know, right? You know, here's the deal too, is that, is that Daniel Levy came out yesterday, yesterday and said the exact same thing that I've been thinking is, which is like, I don't think I believe anybody anymore. Even even Alistair Gold, who's just basically every every single day going out there just complaining about how he's supposed to have a day off, you know, <laughs> every single day. 
if you're supposed to have a day off, just take the day off, dude. I know that you're, you have a job, but you take a week off. I'm taking a week off next week. I'm not going to think about my job even for a second. I so tomorrow off. I'm not going to think about my job. I'm not even going to check my email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So like at, at this point, like even Daniel Levy said, a lot of the guys that are out there in the media and they're saying that we've talked to, we haven't even talked to them, you know? Do we, do we believe him? Who, well, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the guy's out there, he's trying to do the best job he can that, and he, I I believe the guy honestly thinks he's doing what, what's best for the team. But I, I think, um, I think hiring a director of sporting operations or whatever the title is, I think, um, Paratici, he had a really good interview too. You know, it's like there was like a four minute interview that they put out and that was also a very good interview. And he's got his own vision for the team. I'm sure Levy's got his own vision for the team, but um, I'm sure when, when they decide, decided to um, marry, marry this, the Italian with, with, with Daniel Levy um, and his, in his business mind, that Daniel Levy gave him a great idea of how much money he has to spend, what kind of players that he wants. And I'm sure Paratici came back and said, these are the types of players that I'm envisioning for this. Can, can we make this work together? And if they couldn't have made it work together, Daniel Levy would have said, okay, piss off. Or Paratici would have said, piss off. I don't want to, I don't want to do this. So I think that Steve Hitchens' role is going to be stepped back, um, hopefully, and I think that Paratici is going to be given a little bit of of um, a little bit of room to do what he wants to do with the club. And you're already hearing some rumors coming out about guys he wants to sign and stuff, um, names that I hadn't thought of before or haven't even heard. So. I, I really think that no matter who it is, we're going to have to support them, um, you know, just for the love of our club. Steve, do you agree? What are you thinking? I do agree. Um, you know, the, the one thing I do appreciate about Alistair Gold is, you know, he doesn't just make shit up. You know, if he says something, it's because the club gave him permission to essentially go and say, yes, this is true. No, this isn't true. Um, and anytime he, he, you know, puts out, what is essentially an opinion piece, he is very clear that this is his personal feelings and not representative of anything the club has told him, you know? So I do appreciate about that about him because 95% of all these rumors and, and in the know bullshit is, is essentially just fan fiction. It's just, that's, that's all it is. It's, you know what, this guy doesn't have a job. Spurs are looking for a guy. Wouldn't it be cool if we put them together? that's not how it works like you know one of the things that was probably one of the wildest um stories that i've seen uh in the last couple of days was a story that was linking uh ethan horvath u.s keeper to spurs and i i'm so glad that somebody jumped on that immediately and said this isn't a rumor this isn't anybody related to either the player or the club it's just some dude who on his website said hey wouldn't it be cool if this happened but that's all. Yeah, it, it would be cool, Steve. I mean, personally, I would like that. I, I like Horvath. And, you know, uh, he would make a great backup. I don't think he wants to be a backup. I think he wants a starting role, in which case it would be a terrible move for him. Well, then he's going to stop looking like a bus driver. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but also, it's like, you know, it's, it's the same in the no crap. Everybody thinks that they have an in. Um, you know, they know a guy. Oh, you know, I'm friends with somebody who lives close to the stadium and they know what's going on inside no they don't your friend is he's either a liar or you're an idiot or both honestly you know just you can't believe anything you read it's nice for us to come here and just you know fantasize about what we think would be a great acquisition or a great departure you know i have no problem with that but tell it like it is you know it's just me thinking this would be cool not oh i heard from a special source no you didn't fuck off like that's that's not true just be honest about it you know it's fun 
in my opinion, it's fun for us to just play the, well, wouldn't it be nice game? But just tell it like it is. It, that's all it is. It's just hypotheses, hypotheses, um, and just it's your own, you know, what ifs. It's, it's fun, but it's nothing real. And let's stop pretending that it's real, all right? You know, Paratici, the other thing I will say, now that I've said his name, are the people complaining, you know, Paratici's coming in and he's bringing this, this nobody who got sacked by Roma. You wanted a director of football. I sure did. I think the guy knows what he's doing. You know, I got to trust that he knows what he's doing. Um, he's had success with Juve. Yeah, he's got, he's had some questionable dealings too. Um, but by and large, I think he's a good guy. He, he's smart. He, he can spot a deal. He doesn't always get it right. But, you know, who does? I, I, I think he's better than Hitchin who, by the way, I also think got the short end of the stick finding out about what was going on from the media, uh, especially since I guess he's a popular figure at, at Spurs, you know, but uh, I'm sure we've all worked with a guy like that. You know, nice guy, terrible at his job. I, I sure have, you know, I've worked with guys like that. You know, you feel bad for him, but at the end of the day, you got to sit back and go, yeah, you know, it sucks for him, but he was a bit shit, wasn't he? You're not really surprised. If you haven't worked with that guy, you are that guy, right? Like that's the that's exactly the, right. Yeah. Hey, so here's let's go another layer on this. You know, what drives me crazy is the um, like the former player, former manager comments becoming a, a story, right? Like, so you'll see, let's make this up. Uh, Harry Kane tipped to leave Spurs for Chelsea. And so then you read the article and it's like somebody did an interview with Wayne Rooney and they asked Wayne Rooney what what they thought about whether Kane should take a bunch of money. And that becomes an article. Like, what do, what does any current player care what any former player says they think they should do from some offhand I, interview? I think it's, that's it's, actually a thing, actually, Dave. I think that's something that actually happened. Oh, yeah. What, you mean what there. I just made up? Was it correct? I, I, correct no, no, no. I, I, I think that actually was an article. <laughs> <laughs> no, Precisely. That, you're I think Wayne Rooney commented on it. All the time. Why it Wayne Rooney thinks Harry Kane should leave Spurs. Right. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I don't. There's got to be a name for that. If someone knows the name, please let us know. Because there's got to be a, you know, it's Bonus not an points. ITK thing, but it's got to be something. Bonus points if they ask a washed up player who was never really good at a top level anyway. You know, it's like. Uh, uh, um, uh, Vincent Jansen uh, tells yeah, Harry Kane what he should do. Yeah. Who cares what Vincent Jansen thinks? He was shit. You know, great. He's doing okay in, in Mexico, maybe. I don't know. I don't even know he, if that's true. He's winning, he's winning he trophies in Mexico. He's happy. He's 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 living fine. Jermaine Janus, he's another one. Like I, I loved the guy when he played for Spurs, but let's be honest, he doesn't know what a top player should or should not be doing. Sorry, dude. Like I, I get that you're, you know, into this whole sports journalism thing. You, you were, uh, you know, you were a fun player. I, I liked you on Spurs. Your opinion means shit to me. And I, I, you know, I could probably say the same thing about, you know, most players' opinions and, and most uh, journalists, managers, you know, whatever. The only opinion that matters is the player in question, 100%. And they're never going to tell you, right? They keep, you know, they keep asking Kane during the, the Euros, What's going on with your Spurs future? He's not going to tell you. He's playing for England right now. He's focused on a tournament. Stop asking the same questions over and over again. It's like, you know, it, it's it's that guy who, you know, finds the genie lamp. And, you know, you can ask the genie three things. And he's like, wow, I can ask you three things. There's number one. Really? <laughs> number two. Three? Number three. Done. Like, you just wasted it. Like, stop this. You know the answer already. You know what you're going to get. I get that. I'm sure your producers or whatever are trying to get you to do your due diligence, but it's just a waste of fucking time. I could tell you what I think Harry Kane is going to do, and it's going to be just as insightful as anything you're going to get directly from Harry Kane. And I know nothing about him. I've never talked to the guy. I've never met the guy. I don't live anywhere near the guy. I know nothing. I I'm going to give you the exact same too. thing, right? Like, that's all it is. <laughs> the Wicked Spursy, first, you know, first person, this is what we know, and it's nothing. And anybody who's been listening to this show for, you know, however many episodes you put out, 19, is this number 19 or something like that? Yeah, this is 19. How about it? 19. 
I'm sure anybody listening to us now knows that we know jack shit. <laughs> I'm sure they're only listening to it because hopefully it's entertaining at the very least. Most but, people uh, I know tell me that on a daily basis. <laughs> you don't know shit, but at least you're fun to listen to. So, yeah, I, I, I honestly, like, at this point, we, we should make a Wicked Spursy IGK just, just to, uh, just, like, let's put ourselves out on Reddit and, and, and all those, and all those goofy, uh, goofy little Chan, Chan uh, sites and, and see what kind of traction we can dig up. You know, like, know I'm telling you, we know just as much making as up fake guys. rumors. The, yeah. the thing with Harry Kane is like, if you, I don't, I, I honestly, I, I still think he's going to be a Spurs next year. Um, you heard it here first, any, Wicked Spursy first. I don't think anybody's going to be able to Harry pay Kane, for Harry Kane tipped that's by a, Mike to stay at Spurs. I don't think anybody's going to pay for Harry Kane. I think it's a reasonable, a reasonable thing to, you, you know, assumption to make is that nobody's going to be able to pay for him. And that's well, the only reason. It's not because, you know, his wife doesn't like London or, you know, his wife wants to move to Paris or man, Manchester is nice this time of year. You know, it, it's, it's, it's all, it, it's all nonsense. It, you know, he, I don't know if he's had a rift with the, with the club or anybody in within the club or he's friends with anybody in Manchester, like, or he has links to sultans, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, there's the in, thing, in oil right? barons. I, I don't, I don't know any of that crap. What I do know is that there's not a lot of money to go around right now. So that's where I'm getting my take. You know, I don't well, think Harry here with that being reasonable. There's nothing reasonable at, about in the know. If you're going to have an in the know, you've got to say it with confidence and know deep down you are so fucking wrong. <laughs> that's what we're doing. First of all, that's our episode title, Wicked Spursy ITK. Second, we need to come up with, uh, we need a name. We got to figure out how to how to do this, you know, behind the scenes coup um, over the ITK world. That, that's well, the plan, fellas. Here, I'll tell you what. Right now, we've got who's coming up? Uh, North Macedonia versus Austria. Let's let's take a look-see here. Um, what's their starting lineup look like? Let's pick one of those guys. Perfect, perfect. Or maybe do a hybrid, like one guy's first name, another guy's last name. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um yeah to our uh, listeners you're hearing this develop like this is real this is live we're actually creating yeah. this as real-time news uh dragovich from austria yeah he's uh center back you know spurs need a center back he plays in that position that guy from austria he's gonna sign for spurs you heard it here first there you Lay go down folks it's happening who is this guy i don't even know anything alexander dragovich 30 years old yeah that sounds he's like scary, uh, he's got a scary name though he looks scary, dude. Like this guy looks like he's probably killed somebody at some point in his life. <laughs> his Wikipedia article says he is well known for his performances as a tough tackling center back. I don't know. Sounds to me like somebody Spurs could really use. Sounds so. like our kind of guy. Yeah. Hey, are either of you like a graphic design guy? Could we mock up a, a Spurs kit with with him holding the kit and get the picture going and, and tweet that out? Like we we could do something here. Yeah. Right, I mean, perfect. I've got no skill in that whatsoever, but I've used Microsoft Paint before, and <laughs> how hard could it be? You could write AIA in red on, on any white T-shirt, right? All, all good. Exactly. All right, perfect. It. Hey, fellas, I think we're approaching wrapping up. Uh, any final thoughts before we, we split this one up? Obviously, we're going to, once there is a manager announcement, we're going to get back together and react to that. But um, anything in the meantime that you just want to throw out before we leave? I don't, I don't really have, uh, I don't, I don't really have anything uh, to say because I think we've said all, uh, all we're going to say, I'm going to root for North Macedonia for the rest of the Euros. Dragovich, uh, Dragovich. Which is, which is going to be the He's next Austrian. two games. <laughs> the next, the next two games. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no. North Macedonia, the entire team's uh, last eight, last names end with ski. So <laughs> I think that they've, that Poland was getting so so good at soccer that they had to split the teams and send everybody to North Macedonia. Hey, not everybody um, ends in ski, just, you know, half their team. <laughs> Mike, is there a South Macedonia? What's up with North Macedonia? A South Macedonia I heard is very beautiful this time of year. So it's a vac it's the new vacation destination. I have no clue. There's more wicked Spursy in the know. You want a, a top secret travel destination, a vacation <laughs> to South, South Macedonia. Macedonia. <laughs> 
but don't go to North Macedonia because it's basically like Poland is, is really what we're learning here today. Yes, it is. It is Poland. Wow. Look at this rain. This is insane. <laughs> Steve, anything, anything to share before we wrap this one up? Dude, I, I, all I've got to say is I can't wait for an official announcement about a manager so that we can start thinking about how are these pieces going to fall into play. I want to see, you know, more than a manager, more than any incoming, I want to see the dead weight get shipped out. And I don't think that happens until we get a manager in. But man, oh man, I cannot wait for, for the day where I can see. I just saw more in the know. Um, Napoli wants Sissoko. Fucking take him. I'll drive yeah. you there myself. Let me just, you know, get a plane ticket over there. Um, but you know, that's that's the kind of news that I want to be to be talking about. You know, I want if it's uh, Francesca, if he comes in, I want to be able to to say, you know, this is what he's tactically like. Um, these are the players I see doing well with him. These are the players that I think are going to be the dead weight. And then I want to start talking about you know building the team because you know one of the the common themes is we're in for a painful rebuild now's the time to do it get these guys out Aurier, i think has got one foot out the door sissoko's probably gone who else is it that's the kind of conversation i want to have not these hypothetical you know are we going to get um musliu uh from north macedonia visar musliu um to play center back for us another in the know there you know we're calling it right now um but yeah, I, I'm sick of this, you know, will they, won't they with managers? It, it's gotten old real fast. I think that, you know, I, I think that in, in the end, all I really want is to be next season bitching and complaining about a new set of players whose names I've never heard before. Because frankly, I think we're all kind of tired of bitching and complaining about players that we bitch and complain about on a weekly basis. So it's got to be a whole new, it's got to be a whole new team. Yeah. Look, we with, need new material Lucas, here. Lucas, Son, and Harry Kane. And the, and the rest of the guys are new. I think I'm that could you. work. Hey, I do want to say before we go, um, Juan Foyth, right? Juan Foyth uh, yeah. sent him out on loan. He performed well. And, you know, that was just that permanent transfer was finalized. I think that's going to be one that possibly spurs regret long-term. But in the near term, I think it's a good piece of business, 15 million for him. And, you know, that that starts the process of bringing in some money and, and turning over the squad so that we, like Mike said, have a have a new set of players to complain and bitch about. That's that's the uh, that's our aspiration for next season right there. Yeah, I mean, there's only so long I can ride the Davidson Sanchez as a garbage player truck before <laughs> suddenly it just gets old and nobody wants to listen to it anymore. Give me somebody else to call garbage. <laughs> Ragovich. Dragovich is your guy. No, Dragovich he's gonna do. Jesus. He's gonna work wonders. He's gonna work wonders. He's gonna he's gonna bed right in. A little bit of English there for you, and uh, we'll take it from there. All right, fellas. Uh, with that, this has been Wicked Spursy. Appreciate both of you. Appreciate the time together. As always, come on your come on you Spurs. Get your vaccination. Uh, stay on top of CPR as a skill that is necessary and required uh, for for people to stay alive. And have a great time. Have a great day. Have a great week. See you later. Be safe, guys. Thank <laughs> you.